Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello and greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you're addicted to Dynasty. I'm too. My name is Justin Christopher and I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting, trading, and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So do you. So let's talk some Dynasty on episode 174 of the Dynasty Freaks podcast. It is rookie time. Finally, things are getting to turn around here. As I mentioned last week, when I did the five rookies that I ranked higher than uh, the pros at DLF, now I'm going to talk about five rookies that I have ranked lower than the pros at DLF. So my 2022 rookie rankings are now posted. Uh, be forewarned, they are very early, you know, early postings. My opinions will change quite a bit over the next few months. But every year, what I do is I post my rankings the, the Monday after the Super Bowl, and then I create my I create my early running uh, early rankings by doing three things. I watch the player highlights on YouTube, and then I look at their career stats. You're going to SportsReference.com, and then I check their recruiting profiles on 24/7 Sports, and that gives me just kind of a baseline for my initial rankings. And then what I do during this next couple months is just do a lot more reading and listening to other player evaluations from NFL scouts and other dynasty analysts looking at mock drafts and things like that will affect my rankings as well. The combine a little bit, a little bit, not as much though as you would think. Then draft capital happens and then things change quite a bit. So that's what we're doing right now, leading up, forming some initial opinions about these players. And so, like I said, last week I did the five players that I have ranked higher than the pros at DLF. And so this week I'm going to talk about five players that I have actually ranked lower than the team of folks at Dynasty League Football. So here's the the ones that I saw the biggest difference. First, we'll start with Isaiah Spiller. Spiller is my 12th ranked rookie, while he's DLF's, the DLF pros rank him third. So he's my fourth ranked running back in the class, and he's DLF's second ranked running back in the class. Like I said, I've only looked at DLF's rankings so far uh, after comparing them to mine, but I'm pretty sure that most Dynasty analysts are going to have Spiller ranked as a second running back in this class behind Brees Hall. I just happen to have Jerome Ford and um, Kyron Williams ranked ahead of Spiller. Uh, Only draft capital maybe and landing spot can make me change my mind, but right now that's the way that I have it. Uh, Spiller was a four-star recruit who earned a role with the team in his first year at A&M. And uh, could have, you know, pretty much couldn't be more consistent than he was during his three-year career. He gained 1,149 yards his first season, 1,229 his second, and an even 1,200 his third. So, 1,149, 1,229, 1,200. That's consistent. But while he's consistent, he's really never had like a dominant season, like Williams and Ford have, and then he had, you know, in their final seasons. Uh, Spiller scored seven touchdowns in this last year, while Ford scored 20. Williams scored 17. Brees Hall, kind of consensus number one running back in this class, he scored 23 touchdowns. I think if Spiller had at least one dominant year, where it just felt like he he was the offense at A&M, it just never felt like that. Um, if he did that, you know, maybe it had more like 1,400 or 1,500 yards in a season, I think that I would like him more. Um, I did like what he did in the passing game. I think he's very effective as a receiver and could do that in the NFL. Um, but I think he was pretty much average and just kind of took what he get, could get most of the time as a runner. Um, it's, you know, it's a pretty weak running back class, I think most people would say. Um, so in this case, I actually have seven wide receivers ranked ahead of Spiller. And that really makes for the difference in our ranking where I have him ranked 12th and DLF has him ranked 3rd. is because I have uh, seven wide receivers ahead of Spiller in my rankings. Uh, whereas Dynasty League Football, they only have uh, Traylon Burks is the only one ahead of Spiller. So 
therein lies the rub. Next player that I don't like as much as the folks at DLF is Jameson Williams. Uh, Williams is my 19th ranked rookie, while the DLF pros have him ranked number six. Uh, he's my ninth ranked wide receiver, while he's DLF's fourth ranked wide receiver. It's going to be really interesting to see what NFL teams uh, think about Williams, who only had one great season in his college career, but it was historically excellent. <laughs> he had 1,595 yards receiving and 15 touchdowns last year, averaging 19.9 yards per catch. So there's no doubt that he's a big play waiting to happen. He wins with speed, and he burned defenses all season with go routes. Um, I'm confident that he, I'm not confident that he can do the same in the NFL, though. And I really, you know, if you've listened to me, know that I actually prefer wide receivers who win in other ways than sheer speed. Over the last few years, too, I've been really leery of, of Alabama wide receivers because I think their stats just get padded so much. I mean, after all, the team is so much better than like 95% of the teams that they play. I admit being wrong on Jalen Waddle last year, but Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy have been busts from a dynasty perspective. And, you know, they've had multiple years of, they had multiple years of projection at Alabama where Williams has just got this one season after he transferred from Ohio State. I do know that Ohio State is loaded with top tier wide receivers as two, uh, but his inability to get playing time there and his decision to transfer, those are a little bit of red flags for me too. I know that a lot of dynasty managers are going to be really eager to draft Williams because of his crazy year last year. But I, don't, I think, you know, a few NFL teams are going to, you know, be excited about his speed as well. But I just really prefer more well-rounded wide receivers and ones that have had two or three years of production ahead of him. Um, that's my second guy. Third guy that I have ranked uh, lower than the folks at DLF is George Pickens. Pickens is my uh, 22nd ranked rookie, while the DLF pros rank him 10th. Uh, so back of the second round for me, back, back of the first round for them. He's my 12th ranked wide receiver, but he's DLF's 7th ranked wide receiver. Uh, to rank Pickens 10th in this case, the folks at DLF, I think they're really betting on Pickens' pedigree and his breakout freshman season, because since that time, injuries and poor play have really changed the outlook of Pickens' future. Um, I'm willing to gamble on a five-star recruit like he was. He was the fourth-ranked you know, receiver in the nation when he signed with Georgia. But I don't think I'm willing to take that risk in the first round. Pickens, you know, receiving yardage and touchdowns decreased every single year since his freshman year, and that's too big of a concern for me. Um, I think, you know, it's going to be a concern to the folks in the NFL as well. So NFL teams and dynasty managers are really going to have to take a stance on players like Pickens and players like Justin Ross, the receiver from Clemson, who, like Pickens, had a breakout freshman year before getting, you know, injured and never returning to that freshman year form. Uh, the pros at DLF have taken a gamble on Pickens, but not Ross, which is interesting. They got Pickens ranked 10th, like I said. They got Ross ranked 30. Uh, I have Pickens and Ross ranked really close together with uh, 22nd and 24th in my rankings, respectively, Pickens and Ross. That's where I'd be willing to, you know, take a bet on talent. And, you know, one year, freshman year, it seems like years ago of, of you know, looking like they're going to be a star. But I, I want to take that risk at the end of the second round, not in the first round. Next two players I'll mention that I have ranked lower than the folks at DLF. Uh, first is uh, Tyler Algier. Algier is my 26th ranked rookie, while DLF pros have him ranked 16, so we've got a 10-spot difference there. Uh, he's my 7th ranked running back, but he's uh, DLF's 6th ranked running back. So we have him kind of similarly ranked as running backs, but you'll see why here in a minute. I have them 10 spots different in my rankings. This may seem really unfair to some people, uh, but I have a hard time ranking an unrecruited walk-on running back ahead of four- and five-star recruits. 
Uh, Algier walked on to the BYU team and turned in one of the most productive running backs, turned into one of the most productive running backs of the country last season with 1,800 yards and 23 touchdowns. Incredible. And so this chip on his shoulder being this walk-on um, could make him, you know, a player that NFL teams and dynasty managers are eager to draft. But I'm a little less willing to do so than others, apparently, because I have in 10 spots difference in my rankings. Uh, like I said, uh, DLF has him ranked as their seventh ranked running back. I have him as my sixth. So we're pretty similar as far as in the running back class. Uh, the difference is that I have a whole host of wide receivers and even a few quarterbacks ranked ahead of Algier in my overall rankings. Um, that said, on Algier, though, um, he is my number 26 player ranked overall. And I see that really as an end of a tier. Like after him, the players I have ranked 27 and, and beyond, uh, my confidence level drops pretty significantly. And so I do see him at the end of a tier, uh, but maybe just not ranked as high and have a lot of wide receivers kind of squeezed in there and some quarterbacks even ahead of Algier compared to the folks at DLF. Last player that I'll mention here is Hassan Haskins. Uh, Haskins is my 47th ranked rookie. While he's DLF pros, they rank him 39th. Uh, so I rank him 47th, they rank him 39th. He's my 16th ranked running back in the class, and he's DLF's 15th ranked running back, so we're pretty similar there. Haskins uh, did have an excellent senior season, uh, but I didn't see much on film other than his strength as a goal lineback, which made me think he would be, that made, makes me think that he'd be drafted highly by an NFL team. I don't think he will. Uh, he padded his stats, you know, by playing on an excellent Michigan team that scored many touchdowns last season. Uh, he only had, he had 1,327 rushing yards, but that was in a 14 games, and his average rush yards was 4.9, which is much lower than the six yards per carry. I consider that a threshold that caused me to move people up in my rankings. And then running backs that have under five yards per carry, they they automatically get pushed down my rankings. I think Haskins, you know, can become a suitable backup in the NFL, but he'll never have an opportunity to be a starter. You know, with a rank of 36, it's not like the, the pros at DLF think so either. So I'm not saying that they do, uh, but I see him. They see him, you know, as a back of the third round prospect, where I see him as a back of the fourth round prospect in our rookie drafts. I have seven other running backs, in fact, seven other running backs ranked ahead of him between 36 and 47. Um, so between where DLF has him ranked and where I have him ranked, I've got seven other running backs that I would prefer ahead of Haskins. And so I think there's plenty of other running backs that have a little bit more upside than Haskins at the back end of this rookie draft. Well, that's it, guys. Just a quick podcast. These ones that we do in the in the off season are going to be a little bit shorter. We're not recapping a whole week like we normally do. But that's a wrap uh, this week, my freaky friends. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Make the two-way conversation at any time by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's at gmail.com. Much better on email than I am on Twitter, so would love if you would email me. As always, I say it'd be a big honor if you would rate and review. Help me in this little independent podcast. Get, get out there and get known by ranking and review. Thanks for listening. I do appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted and independent voice in the dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there and get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. Justin.